0: What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies. We're talking about The Last of Us. We are officially one episode away from the season finale. I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. It was a hard time getting through this episode, but we're going to talk about it. Rob, welcome back. This show, I don't care. I'm going to give a little hint. God damn it! It continues to deliver.
1: Yeah, it's um, you know, the 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 mystery is burying the our rankings until we get to the very end, right? Like the, that's the whole point to try to get a listener to wait till the all the way to the end of the episode for what our ranking's going to be. But I mean, I'm pretty sure if you've listened to some of the other uh, episodes, you've got an idea of where we're probably going to line up on this because. The show continues to deliver. It continues to just uh, our two main characters, and this one is very, very Ellie-centric. We we don't really get a lot of Joel. This one, you know, like the last episode, was was really Ellie's story and Ellie continuing to to I I don't want to say grow, but continuing to have to grow up in the environment of this world and the decision she has to make that a 14 year old should never have to make and and the situation she has to be put in damn it's just bella ramsey just crushes this again Um, so yeah definitely happy to be back talking about this i'm excited Um, i can't believe we only have one episode left after this because i feel like there's still so much they've got to get through but yeah just for what they presented to us this week what an amazing hour of television
0: yeah i mean and it's the way that they disguise this episode in the beginning Until you find out, like, what's really going on. Again, just talking about this in terms of we're watching the show. We're not talking about the video game and knowing what's happening. When you're watching this, it's a beautiful job of disguising people that have faith and people that are actually living in fear under the guise of faith. I thought that was just interwoven really well throughout this episode. And yeah, Bella, Bella Ramsey, she's a freaking freight train. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable her performance in a very, you know, heavy centric episode. And boy, the ending. Is It got to me a lot, and we won't talk about it yet, but it just, boy, this ends on a gut punch, but at the same time, you almost feel good for that, I don't know, little moment between Joel and Ellie where he calls her baby girl. Yeah. That stood out to me for sure.
1: Um, because that felt, and we've discussed how their relationship isn't clearly defined as one archetype. Um, but that moment was very much father daughter. Yes. That really was. And in, in a way that perhaps Joel was afraid to allow himself to, um, and I think that was, that was kind of a, you're on the edge of your seat throughout a lot of the end of this. And that was a moment that made me sit back in my seat and just kind of went, Whoa.
0: Yeah. That, that was just the events which take place. Um, I mean, it's lucky Joel probably wasn't there cause it would have been the slowest death probably in history. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's, it's it's so hard to think about. And even like the realization of Ellie, what is going to happen or what's a, you know, what could happen. It's just so well played. But again, we get these, these moments where Joel, if you break this down and just maybe look at it unobjectively. Sometimes why should you root for this guy? Like the, the two guys that he took out to find information, as far as he knows, they didn't do anything yet. Like, but he just with no remorse, just kills The other guy after he gets the information and it's I think it's just such a well done balancing act of, you know, Joel will do whatever he has to for the people that he cares about. But you just, geez, you can't cross this guy in any way.
1: No, we really get a look at his dark side that is referenced at different times, but you know, you think about his conversation with his brother, um, some of the things that they felt really remorseful as though there was a large piece of their soul that they gave away mm-hmm. because of some of these things. And 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 it's kind of referenced. And, and, and listen, this is not the first time we've had characters in, in fiction make references to bad things they've done in their past. Like that's that's something we've seen. But wow, to actually have the visceralness of that interrogation. Um, oh, my God. Just the, the knife in the knee thing was just like, I'm getting chills like, I, I, like, I, oh, God, that just really sent sh- uh, shiver down my spine. And then when he says to the other guy when he holds the lead pipe, I believed him and just turns his lights out. Who? Um, yeah, <laughs> that was that was just brutal. That's that's Joel reaching back into, you know. Joel from 15 years ago or however Long it was and he's Still 100% Capable of being that guy When he needs to be
0: Exactly You know and the episode Starts off with You know Joel still very much In trouble Ellie trying to figure out what To do and it's when we get Introduced to Silver Lake And even just those scenes where she shoots the deer and she's tracking and then she, um, you know, meets these people, uh, from silver Lake, which, I mean, it was cool to see Troy Baker, um, Yeah, for
1: uh, listeners who don't make that connection, Troy Baker is a very prolific voice actor, uh, particularly in video games. Um, So he's the character that plays James, uh, basically the preacher's right hand man. uh, And that is the voice actor for Joel in uh, The Last of Us, the video game series. Um, It's kind of cool how they've uh, pulled some of these people in. Um, Ashley Johnson, who voices Ellie, will actually be another character that we have yet to meet. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, and and they've done some other things too. I, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. Um, uh, Jeffrey Pierce, the guy who plays Perry, that we saw as Kathleen's um, kind of uh, militia leader, Yes, um, was the voice actor for Tommy in the game. So mm-hmm. I, I, as we've continued to say, um, this series is made, lovingly made, by people with a adoration and respect for the game. Um, And there's, there's more parts in this particular episode that are really, really well adapted from the game that we'll get to. But um, it's like we had talked about when we first started discussing on air, what this show is going to be. We don't need them to give us fan service. We just wanted them to adapt the story and they've done that, but they have given us, certain bits of fan service or certain things that were directly adapted from one screen to another and they've crushed it. There hasn't been a single one that's felt like it was out of place or shoehorned in or just done for, you know, some unnecessary reason. It's all been effective. It's all been great decisions.
0: Yeah. And you talk about, you know, that scene where, you know, Ellie, Controls that situation, and maybe it's a little bit of manipulation, but she doesn't know that. But the way she controls, like, back away from the deer, she goes and unloads the rifles while she's, you know, this is mine, you guys need to leave. Um, it, it's just so well done, and I don't want to just keep describing how good she is, but. It's unbelievable. Even the conversation between her and David when they start the fire, because they're waiting for James, even that it is just so well done. And that's, what's so great about this show. One of the many, like many things, even the, I hate to call them slow parts. Cause sometimes that's, you know, paired with like, it's boring or something like that. But the more like just slow down moments for interaction between people. All of that is so well done. It just nothing ever seems to slow down. So to speak, everything has a place when, when she's trying to sound tough at the beginning, when she runs across
1: David and James, it's, it's actually funny. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this on past recaps where the, the, this show is actually laugh out loud, funny at times. And when you think about like how you would describe the show, you would never describe the show as a comedy. And yet there are definitely moments that are truly, truly funny. And I laughed when she's, you know, being all tough and stuff. And and those guys don't know whether or not she's serious about it or not, but she certainly comes across that way. And it's so funny to me. Um, And she's very threatening. She seems like she means business there. And I kind of want to backtrack one episode for just a minute if we can. Yeah. Something occurred to me um, uh, driving to work or driving around or something like that later in the week. So we had talked at the end about how, how terrible that must have been for Ellie when she and Riley are both infected. They know they're infected. They both believe they're about to go crazy and die. And how terrifying that must have been for her to watch her friend turn, but she didn't. And and then, you know, we kind of hypothesized about what she might might have had to have done. I didn't necessarily make this connection right away, and I'm kind of bummed out at myself that I didn't. But what if you flash back to when they're in Kansas City together and Ellie has to shoot a guy to help Joel, and she makes the statement to him that this wasn't the first time she's had to do something like that. I think she actually was talking about Riley in that moment. And I didn't make that connection right away. And I kind of wish I would have because that just makes that moment that much more heartbreaking. But when we see her here, I, I believe she's capable of doing what she says she has to. I don't think she wants to no, initially, but I think by the end of the episode, um, any, any, qualms about want wanting to or needing to have gone right out the window and it's whatever must be done will be done by the end of this episode
0: yeah and it's even after david you know tells james give her the medicine put your gun down you that still whole scene is very cool. Just
1: the reveal yes. that he knows who she is was like a like a, a needle drag across the
0: record moment. Such a cool moment. Yes, that was great. You still don't understand. And you really get that first glimpse like, OK, there's something weird here uh, about this guy when he just absolutely slaps that girl for suggesting that they should kill both of them. Um, You know, it was, it's right there in the episode where you go, all right, something's up here. Like there's a lot of weird tension to be
1: honest. Like, I I guess maybe I'm just kind of jaded whenever I see religious figures in TV and film. I already assume
0: that that he was, (laughs)
1: That they're Maybe not to people. the level
0: that he is.
1: I almost assume that just by Uh-oh. default because I, I Hollywood doesn't show us religious figures as good people. Um, no, yeah, I'll say this true they they don't show us religious figures of specific religions as good people. Um, They're always portrayed as hiding something or having dark secrets, having you know, murderous or lecherous intentions. So I just, my, my default is to assume the worst. Anytime we see a, a character portraying themselves as uh as a holy figure.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really true. You're, you're never actually really portrayed as being good people or no. upfront people ever. Um, Now that you mentioned that, and you know, the, big discovery is they're eating people. It's, you know, the Mauser getting harder and harder to feed. Ellie figures that out. And it's just, it's weird to say it like this, but it was really intriguing to hear David try to like, justify his way through everything. like, just because how much he believes in it, regardless of like how I feel about the subject matter, I just couldn't help but be captivated and like watching the performance of him still trying to find a way to bring her into the fold, so to speak.
1: Yeah, that's somebody that's drinking his own Kool Aid because it, there's not a rational reason, unless he underestimates Ellie by a lot. And there's no reason to underestimate somebody who's survived as long as she has in this world. But just to think that he can talk her into this because of her age, um, is, is really um, underestimating his, his foe. Um, and so it's, it's pretty clear that you know, he firmly believes that what he is doing is right and moral and just for the greater, you know, survival of those he is entrusted with. And, and there's probably some sociopathic tendencies um, that he, let's say, you know, before the infection. Uh, probably had and repressed or or didn't bubble its way to the surface or just listen, when, when you've seen the kinds of things, all of these people have seen and and he mentions the Raiders and he mentions, you know, he was in um, the Pittsburgh QZ, which, you know, interestingly enough, I think is maybe a little bit of a nod to where that Kansas city scene actually took place in the game. It was, you know, they moved it from Pittsburgh to Kansas city. So maybe that's kind of a nod to that. Um, You know, after all of the things that that person would have had to have survived it's going to make a lot of people who are already a little nuts go a lot nuts. Um, but it does seem like he firmly believes in what he is telling her. Um, the scene in general is maybe a little slow, just maybe a little, maybe a little, but it's creepy and very visceral and just really skeeved me out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's very uneasy. Um, you know, yeah, you can't help but root for when she breaks his fingers and she's right. just yelling at him, like tell him a girl broke your fingers. Um, but then it quickly devolves there towards the end of the episode into chaos. And then a, a very much unnerving realization with this guy. Um, um, you know the violence towards the end from yeah, from Ellie. You know she's trying to survive, but she cleavers James in the neck, um, which looked fantastic. I know that yeah. sounds weird, but <laughs> man, when she put that uh, cleaver into the dude's neck,
1: that was awesome, wasn't it? Right,
0: like yeah, <laughs> yeah, go get him. Yeah, uh,
1: but the, yes, the the visual effects for it, the practical effects for it the execution of it, the, the, the shot selection and the editing, um, sold it 100% was, was really well done.
0: Yeah. It, it's, you know, the, the show has looked great from episode one and then just the setting of that building, you know, catching fire, slowly burning around them was it visually it's fantastic. But again, we just kind of briefly touched on it. The realization of what this guy has in store for Ellie is I don't want to spend too much time on it because I just it's still very hard to stomach Um, and you might have a more. I don't know, you might have a bigger reaction than I do, uh based on the fact of you know having daughters so but it's just like boy they they don't care if you feel upset at the end of this episode no
1: you're gonna feel a whole lot of things so uh listeners teach your daughters jujitsu just gonna throw that out there you know it's just in case like it's probably a good idea um the the way they recreated that moment in the game, though, um, and brought that moment to the screen. I mean, it's felt like the set was built from the, the, yeah. the digital framework of that of that game. And just the way that he was running around and talking the whole time. And, and you know, Ellie has to sneak up on him and things like that. And that's one of the cool moments in the, in the game is when you switch perspectives from Joel to Ellie and it's the same rules of the game but it plays differently because they have different skills they have different things that they have to do you know Ellie's nowhere near as strong so she has to do things a little bit differently and it's it's really um, it's a it's a moment it's a period of that game that really does sit with you and continues to mm-hmm. sit with you long after you've you've turned the you know your PlayStation off um, and it was unsettling but at the same time uh, an incredible recreation of the feeling you got from that moment in the game. Um, I was, I just couldn't believe how they continue to do this week after week, even though I already know they're going to do it. um, I'm still blown away by what they do.
0: Yeah. And you know, we've talked about that in terms of even for people who have played the games, this still is such a roller coaster that some of my reactions are like I don't know what's going to happen. And granted, you might get some different things uh, before like the main portion. But just the performances make me react like this might play out differently than what I know. And, And that's what's so captivating about this.
1: Yeah, it's there we know they're gonna likely adapt some things, um, but they're gonna still really stay true to the, the heart mm-hmm. of the story. Um I think we really need to talk about Bella Ramsey's performance at the end of this with the rage smash. Yeah. Um thinking about that moment and how she's able to convey accurately, just just very clearly a wide range of emotions, you know, terror, anger, just a primalness to that moment of reaching, of, of allowing her inner caveman to, to boil to the surface. The, the, when fight or flight kicks in, Mm -hmm. this chick chooses fight. Like, like she, she wakes up and chooses violence on a regular basis now with all
0: capital letters.
1: Yeah. Um, and it was, it was unsettling. Mm-hmm. And again, this is, you know, Bella Ramsey's actually like 19 years old right now. I think she might've been 18 when they shot this, but she's portraying a 14 year old girl. girl. And we don't think of 14 year old girls as ever having to reach down into that primalness and pull that inner caveman up to the surface that would just absolutely like, smash a, a man's head to bits. Like you wouldn't yeah. think that that would ever be necessary. They should still be like coloring and, and hanging out at each other's locker talking about what boys they like, you know, right. like it should never be this. And, and the wide range of expression that she showed there was just, it, it was breathtaking. Um, it, It's hard to put it into words, but I think it, you know, for those of you listening, I'm assuming you've seen this episode and you're probably feeling similar to me, like, oh, my God, I don't even know how to describe. Like, if I was trying to explain that scene to somebody who hadn't seen it, I don't know how I would do it accurately and right. really convey what I saw.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's just such a good way to put it that I don't really have anything to add. It it, it just shows every aspect of what she would be going through in that situation. So I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. I think
1: probably that's, you know, just indent new paragraph. Let's move on from there. So we get to the end. And one of the other things that really stood out to me when, when the, when Joel and Ellie reunite, we've seen plenty of times where Joel has, has saved Ellie and has been in charge has been, been the one that she relies on to keep her safe and and she's got his back too but these last two weeks have really shown where he relies on her and and ellie can't survive without joel joel clearly can't survive without ellie and this is definitely not that there hasn't already been turning points in the relationship between those two characters but from this moment on it takes a different turn for them Mm -hmm. and and just adds an additional layer of complexity and we've never really seen anything like this and it just was such an unbelievable ending to this where we don't end on a cliffhanger at all no but is there a chance anybody turned this off and was like you know what i'm not excited to see what happens next week like think about that think about the way that these kinds of shows are written and produced and the way that they've got to get buzz going for people to talk about to get them to come back for next week they didn't give us anything to to like worry about what's happening next we just know it's the season finale mm-hmm. you know for those of us who who assuming you know i'm i'm assuming non game players now those of us who have played the game know that it's just like I'm going to be trying to find like my local auto zone to see if they sell five point racing harnesses. I'm going to install it on my couch because I'm going to be need to be buckled up and I'm going to have to find something that I can just white knuckle the whole time because I'm pretty sure the last half of this next week's episode is going to be just nuts. Like, and I'm, I'm here for it. I can't wait. And I, and you, the listener, I can't wait to talk to you about it and share our thoughts with you when we get to this point next Sunday.
0: Yeah, this has been one of those, it's almost going to be bittersweet because I want to see what they do, how it translates, because everything else has translated so well, but I'm not ready for this to be over. <laughs> yeah. It's just there's, there's
1: something to be said for a show knowing how long it needs to be and not padding out its runtime, mm-hmm. not padding its episode count, um, not adding seasons arbitrarily just so they can cash in it. I, I think there's something kind of beautiful about that because we're going to have the entire first game in season one, which I initially didn't think was, was going to be going to happen? happen. I thought for sure they would pad the episode count with Lots of additional things that we didn't see in the game or things that were maybe suggested at that they would take a whole episode to explore, which we kind of did in episode three. Uh, Ultimately, I think that did have a point and have a purpose, but um, I it's I I think that's really going to be the lasting memory of this season was it told a full, complete story without any fluff,
0: right? exactly it there does not feel like there's any fluff at all in this and in a time where it just seems like everything does that it's so refreshing so that's all i have to say why don't we grab some popcorn
1: I see five buckets on your shelf behind right. you in the studio. <laughs> I'm fairly certain those are just set aside and reserved for this. Right. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and assume.
0: Yeah, it's another five for me. <laughs> this is the first time this has happened for any show that we've reviewed. Um, it, it, so far, eight episodes in, it's 40 buckets. Will this have the honor of going five for five every episode
1: at this point i'm just expecting it like yeah it's like when when you when you have like high caliber athletes you just expect them to win like when Michael Phelps was dominating, you just like, he showed up in the pool and it was like, yeah, he's getting the gold. Like that's just, that's just what it is. When, when Tom Brady's got the ball with two minutes to go, when he was at his prime, you just assumed that he was going to drive the team down for the game winning score. Like that's just kind of what you expect to happen. And I just kind of expect this show to continue to exceed my already high expectations for it.
0: Yeah. And we will see when we conclude our reviews of the last of us and after this is all said and done, we will be continuing to talk about Pedro Pascal with the Mandalorian season three. So we're not done with him yet, but that will continue to give us our dose of, (laughs) I mean, right now, can the guy do anything wrong?
1: Uh, not in a
0: while. I didn't the last of us come out on PC.
1: I think it did. Yeah, uh, I, really I'm smart.
0: waiting for the mod where they somehow put his voice as Joel.
1: Oh, that would be good. Or if they, if they, um, uh, uh, swap out the skin of Joel for the skin of Din that that um, That would be hysterical if i could replay like i don't i don't have time to replay things i've already done but if i could completely replay the first game with the um the skin swap between joel and ellie and din and grogu i would probably do that i would do that like if they'd change out her switchblade for like a little green lightsaber i mean how would you not do that
0: yeah that would be they they could probably charge 60 bucks for it And people wouldn't buy it. I'd buy it right now. I'd (laughs) buy it for you. So, and, and I'd buy it for you. So we (laughs) wouldn't feel like we're wasting money. (laughs) Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it, but listeners, um, you know, Rob and I were talking about before we recorded this episode, just the craziness of people listening to this show. So, we really do want to take a moment to say thank you for being with us on this journey, so to speak. If you're a new listener and this is your first episode, welcome. Um, And to our, you know, repeat returning listeners, it's just been so much fun. We still have a lot to come. So, Rob, once again, how do they continue to listen or interact with a show?
1: Yeah. So if you are listening to this and are hoping to check out more episodes, if you enjoy these recaps and these conversations, there is so much great content for you up and down the channel. So make sure you uh, like and subscribe wherever you get podcasts while you're at it. You can send an email to the show, mgttmpodcast at gmail.com. And make sure you check out the show on all of the social media platforms. You can find the show on YouTube. Uh, there's a couple of video reviews up there. Uh, if you're curious what we actually look like, you can find the show on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, as well as the official Facebook group. Uh, make sure you stay tuned because that's a great way to find out about all the great giveaways. That's a great way to find out about all the new episodes that are coming out, as well as some other great discussion and interaction that happens over on the Facebook official group. And you can also check out the sponsors of the show where you can get extra discounts on things that uh, certainly help the show out just by uh, purchasing stuff that's probably something you'd want anyway. So make sure you check out all of that.
0: Yeah. So, once again, Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you very soon at Matt Goes to the Movies.